Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting at this hour with my good friend and best-selling author, Ramsey personality Dr. John Deloney. And we're here to answer your questions. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So call in. And we'll chat about what's going on in your life. So first up, we have Tiffany in Vancouver. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so I, I have a question for Dr. John. I've been listening to the show, to his podcast lately, and, and just really finding his advice and, and questions uh, helpful. And so... I, so my husband struggles with some mental illness, um, and that obviously impacts our marriage. Um, we've been married for about 20 years, and he suffers with bipolar, depression, and anxiety. Um, the first 10 years were pretty rough because he was just kind of being diagnosed and trying to find the right medication and treatment and all of those things. Um, but there, there's been an improvement and continues to be improvement. Um, but I'm kind of just getting to the point of really feeling the impact of it on our marriage, even more so because I'm in a, not, I don't want to say a better place, but like in a place where I'm realizing kind of what's important to me. Um, so some, like some of the ways that it impacts is like, I'm very outgoing. I'm social. I like, you know, traveling and doing different things. Uh, he does not like he, he doesn't really leave um, our house a lot. Um, he doesn't really enjoy socializing. He does go to like the important events that we have, which I really appreciate that he pushes himself to do that because I know he doesn't enjoy it and he kind of struggles to be there. Um, but I guess I'm I'm struggling with feeling disappointed and resentment, even though I know it's not him that's doing that. It's it's the mental illness, but just kind of trying to figure out what's next almost like I, I can still do the things that I want to, but I want to be able to do them with him. And so it sounds I'm struggling like well, with how to work through that. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like you had a picture of what your life is going to look like. And in for 10 years of it, you were treading water and you're, or you're bailing water out of a boat with holes in it. And then you got the, the, a new boat, right? You figured out, you got the meds regulated and it sounds like he's worked his butt off and you have too. And now you're kind of realizing, Oh, this is, this is it. Yeah, this, this is, is as, this is as good as it's going to get. Well, I don't, I don't like to say that kind of that language because you're gonna you look at him and you keep saying he's got to grow, but you do too. But but it, this is what it is right now, right? And yeah. you see the trajectory yeah. of where you come, and you see that you can uh, you know imagine a trajectory of where you're going. Um, like my hard question for you is, I don't say almost always, but in a significant number of time of, of conversations like this, you've met someone. Somebody, and maybe you haven't like cheated on anybody or anything like that, but you've met somebody that laughs at your jokes, tells you that you're beautiful, is hilarious, shows up, seems a little more stable. Is that the case here? No. Okay. So you're just looking at this thing. I love this man, but I really don't love my life. Yes. Okay. So what's your question? And I, like, well, because I want to, I want to, well, I want to, I guess I. I don't know if there's a, like, is there a way or do you have any suggestions of, like, how, is this something that you can move past, like, feeling frustrated and disappointed that I don't get to enjoy these things with him? Because I want to enjoy, I want to I travel with him, and I can still travel. But yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's I, no way to get him to travel because he's too anxious. <laughs> well, th- there's some truth to that, and also I've have people it, that I love dearly that I've been in relationship with for years that have worked really hard, and um, I, I've said on the show, so I don't mind saying that my mom wouldn't fly. Mm-hmm. My, my mom would not get on an airplane. She, I mean, it was a it was an act of Congress to get on an airplane, and in her 40s, 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, she just wouldn't do it. And she just finished her, she's in her mid-70s, and she just finished her last summer at Oxford. And so she kept working at it and kept working at it and then started doing it more and more. And it was a work obligation. And then it was a, hey, I'll do it for dad. And then a, hey, I want to do this for me. And then it became an idea. Like, dude, she's been in Wales. She's been all over the world now. And so that's why I don't like to just cash it out. Um, The bigger deal is this. So I love, love, love punk rock shows. And I had this picture that my wife would always be this tattooed up person with me that would go to these punk rock shows. If you've ever met my wife, she is not, she is not that. <laughs> Rachel's laughing. So, um, Sheila could rock some tattoos. She, if, she, uh, if she needed to, she, she Yeah, she definitely could do tattoos. But, but here's the deal. I had to make peace with that's not going to happen. That's not who I married. And she would yeah. go sit on the front row of George Strait with me. But um, I want to go, so, so I've got a group of buddies that I do that with. In my heart of hearts, would I love that? Yes. If there's a show that I really th- want her to come to, will she do it? Yeah, she will. Um, but I've made peace with it. And here's the deal. I have a blast. I have a blast. It's when I'm not sitting there having the time of my life with three or four of my close buddies, with Pete and Blake and some of these guys, that I'm not going, God, I wish, you, I wish my wife was here. Because then I'm choosing to bring misery into a joyful moment, right? So, yeah, man, I wish you would travel. I wish you would do this stuff. Let's keep working on it. And especially if you're if you're not saying, hey, I've got somebody else. I, I don't want this thing to be over. And also, Tiffany, I and I don't want to interrupt yeah, you, you but I'm like, I even think what you're saying, Tiffany, is that there's kind of disappointment even, even in the day-to-day. Like maybe not the big, fun, exciting parts of life that he doesn't want to do, but even the day-to-day kind of sounds miserable for you. So I'm like, even starting off at that level of saying, gosh, what what are things we can bring into our lives that we both find joy in to get joy back? It just feels like it's completely kind of stripped from you in your marriage in general. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's accurate. And the only the only way to heal from anxiety is to walk right through it. And so yeah. sometimes there is a survival. It sounds like y'all were surviving for a decade, right? Which is very common yeah. with someone who's struggling with bipolar and people don't people around them don't know, right? And no, no one knows. Yeah. But okay, now we know what it is. And instead of saying, you need to get up and do this, or we need to go out, it would really, um, I would really feel loved if in two weeks you could put on your calendar that you go out on a date with me. And give him some time to practice, give him some time to think through it, give him some time to be anxious about it, and then y'all practice leaning into it. Because does he want to continue to push to get better too, Tiffany, or are you wanting this more for him? Like, is he he wanting it? He does. Yeah, he he does want it, I think. I yeah yeah it, that's I great. think sometimes like the ang- the anxiety and the depression squash the the desire yeah it just gets heavy it's exhausting it's exhausting yeah. Mm. yeah um and then some nights he's going to get up and go out even though his body says hey dude let's get under the covers and just watch another Netflix series and yeah some nights you're gonna want to go out and you're gonna sit down and hold his hand and let him borrow some of your nervous system and y'all are gonna watch a show together and that this is marriage. But this is also y'all continuing to practice and practice and practice. And then, dude, it would not surprise me at all if he is um, begins to find joy and y'all get further and further connected. I'm going to ask you, don't continue to drag the, well, I wish and uh, could be into a world where that's not possible. 
I'm going to ask you to bring posi- like positivity, but not just positivity, optimism about here's where I am. I really want to go to this concert. I'm going to go do this. I really want to go on this trip. I'm going to invite some girlfriends. It doesn't mean my marriage is broken. It means I wanted it to be like this, but I'm going to do it like this and keep walking alongside him. I think y'all can get there. I think you can get there. Thank you, Tiffany, for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney answering your questions. Up next, we have John in New York City. Hey, or Jason, sorry. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, thank you. Big fan of the show, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. How can we help? Yeah, so I uh, retired from the Army 20 years, active duty, and um, I've been retired for like five years now, and... Just again, I set the set where I'm at. I make about 150,000 a year now with my retirement. Uh, the only debt I have is my car payment. I have a rather expensive car that I should not have bought during COVID. It's a 2022 Acura RDX that I owe 49,000 on. Okay. Um, I know it's probably only get about 37,000 out of it if I tried to trade it in or sell it somewhere around there. Uh, from what I from what I've already found out, um, I don't have any credit card debt. I don't own a house. I'm renting right now. Um, I just married last year. I'm just trying to get on track and I have the thousand dollars put away, but my problem is I have $15,000 in cryptocurrency and <laughs> I know, all I know right. bear with me, please. Um, I bought in, you know, whenever it was all the hype and I had 19,000, but it's down to 15,000. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the negative for 4,000 on it. If I were to sell it right now. Yeah. And my question to you guys is what would you recommend? I've actually listened to a lot of your, sh- like a lot of your episodes and I'm just one of those weird situations where do I pay off my car, take all my extra money and pay off my car? Do I sell the car and get something cheaper? Do I sell my Bitcoin? Like I'm, I'm up, you know, up for some advice from you guys. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have any other money saved just the not non-retirement? Um, yeah, yeah, I have about six or seven. Uh, I'm close to seven thousand. This okay. month will be seven thousand in an in a liquid account. Okay, good for you. Um, man, okay, I'm gonna tell you. So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I would do, but you're probably not gonna <laughs> okay. like it, Jason. No, it's fine. <laughs> I want to hear. <laughs> I feel like the because fa- what we do on the show, I think the best is to help people get from point A to point B when it comes to building wealth. And so you have a lot of pieces to these puzzles, to this puzzle. And I think if you choose to put them in correctly, it's going to be a really beautiful picture. It's probably going to look a little different than your life right now, in a sense. Uh, but it's it's what I would do. So I would take the hit on the car. I'd sell it. Okay. Uh, and then I would take your 15000 because you're, you're still going to owe some uh, because you're underwater on it. And I would cash out Bitcoin, use that 15 grand for that difference. And you'll have about three left out of the Bitcoin. I would go and buy a car with 
maybe six grand, take three there, take three out of the 7,000 that you have, be completely debt-free, start building up my emergency fund with $4,000 that I have left over and continue on my way. I would take, I would personally just go ahead and take the loss on the Bitcoin because even though it hurts, honestly, there's no great track record that shows you're not going to continue to lose money. You may, we may look up in a year and, and if history serves me right, it's probably going to be even worse. So I would take it out now and let your pay the quote unquote stupid tax of losing the four grand in Bitcoin. That's what we always call it, is just stupid tax. When you do something, you lose money. You're just like, dad gum it. I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Take the loss and then see that 15 grand as, as, I mean, this is key. I'm like, this is a really, this is a, this is a gift at that point to go ahead and, you know, take the loss of the car, get rid of the car payment completely, uh, the car loan and continue on my way is what I would do. But again, that, that, puzzle that we just put together that picture that final picture looks different than you sitting with a nice what was it an audi an acura uh sitting with a nice car and some cash over here you know and this and some bitcoin over here it's it's taken all that down to a life with no debt with a crappier car but some savings and then continuing to move forward from there yeah and i I, that's what i was wondering I, i knew i would take a large hit on the car and I knew I'd take a large hit on the on the Bitcoin. It would put me, you know, somewhat in the ne- or at least in the positive. But then I'd be starting fresh with another car. And I had been looking at cars really cheap. It's just I didn't know what you guys recommended on that because I've been looking at cars around you know seven to ten thousand, and it's like they have a hundred thousand miles. And, right. Well, yeah, I know. And with them, and my worry now. Yeah. And when we look at cars in general, if it's more than half of your annual take-home pay, that's always a red flag, or if you can't pay it off in 12 to 18 months. So maybe you say, yeah, if we buckle down and finish paying this off, but gosh, you still have $49,000 left on it? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you guys want to, but New York City, it's going to be hard to, I mean, just the standard of living that you guys are in naturally, it's, it'll, it'll, you'll feel that, you'll feel that pinch. Uh, if you're going to try to sacrifice and just pay it off, I almost would just get rid of it, Jason, honestly. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Jason, what would the yeah. number be? So you're, you're a combat veteran. You've been active duty. Um, what is the number? If I said, Hey, for $10,000, not one person on planet earth will own you, Jason. You can do whatever you want. You can go to work if you want to or not to. You can sleep. You and your wife can just go, your new wife, y'all can go on vacation. You, like, nobody can tell you what to do. What would that number be, man? Gosh, that's a really great question. I don't know if there is a, is, is a number I could put on it. So um, here, here's, here's, here's the other side. So you're looking at the loss. And psychologically speaking, our brains are designed to look for loss. That's why somebody can, like 500 people in an audience can say, Jason, that was the greatest speech of all time. And one guy will go, eh, that sucked. And you won't right. sleep at night because that one guy, right? That's all of us. Yeah. That's, that's how our brains are wired. You're only seeing, I lost 4,000 here. I lost the accurate here. I'm smart and I did something stupid. I'm dumb, right? All, that's all you're seeing. I want you to flip it around on the other side. Acura Financial. I don't know how, where you finance that car from. They, no, USAA. You, whoever it is, they demand that you go to work tomorrow because you owe them. They are your boss. If your boss says, hey, you're going to start selling this product, you're like, I don't believe in that product. Your your boss is going to go, yeah, 
I don't really care. Uh, you're going to do this or you're fired. And then your brain sets off the little alarms because it knows, oh, dude, we can't live here. We're going to take the car. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. And so for me, $4,000 of loss plus 10000 on the car, fifteen grand for my soul, dude, I'll pay that all day long. Yeah. I'll pay no, that all day long. And so you're already married. <laughs> you already are one of the toughest, bravest men on planet Earth. You've dedicated your life to public service and courage. You have nothing left to prove to anybody. Get an $8,000 car with 100,000 miles. Who cares? You already found somebody that says, I do forever, right? You've won. You've yeah. won. You're there. You have nothing to prove You're to right. nobody, man. Go go choose freedom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. And, and honestly, for me, Jason, the car conversation, it is hard because if it's like a student loan, you got to pay it, right? I mean, like there's no getting around it. There's no selling something. The car, it's such like an, and I'm not saying this is you, Jason, just it, our culture. It's such an ego play of like, this is a nice oh, car. Is. And I, you know, and it's, it, there, there's like a, there's a part of all of us that our identity is so attached to our stuff. And that's what it is. I'm like. Not to mention, I, hey, I, I slept in like on two by fours, right? On, on plywood <laughs> as active duty. Yeah. I've, I deserve an accurate. And as somebody whose family uh, benefits from your service, I agree. Yes. I hope that you you get solve, the again. You yeah. solve for freedom and you get whatever car you want. You save it up and buy it with cash. Um and buy yeah. it from some knucklehead in your same position who's underwater and who's gonna have to get rid of it. Right. So I just want you to be able to afford it because I not only do I want you to have a nice car, because I do think you you deserve it more than more than most, I want you to sleep all night. And absolutely I want you to have deep, connected, intimate moments with your wife and have not that little part of your brain going, we're not safe, we're not safe, Acura owns us. Like, I don't want that. I want you to be able to just plug in and do whatever you want to. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I called. This is what I, this is what I needed to hear. I've been trying to get older guys for a while, so I'm glad I actually got through. Yeah, yeah totally. Go be free, bro. Yeah, go be free, man. And not to go and like jump in the numbers, but again, I just want to I want to reiterate, Jason, like that 7,000, because you already have your 1,000 saved up. It could take the car loan down to 42, and according to our standard math here at Rams that we do, you could choose to sacrifice a lifestyle of a year or something and pay it off and do what you can but is all of that worth it for the car right and, and that's, would, that's and the car the would continue to go down in value yes oh yeah and it could, that's true yes it continues to go down so for me i'm like it's not it's not worth the sacrifice for the car like just get rid of the car and we're going to move on and have freedom like what john's explaining so i'm so glad jason that you got through and we were able to talk to you we hope that that helps i'm this, grateful for you brother yep oh, and thanks for your service for sure this is the ramsey show Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly is one place that brings together a nationwide family of locally operated or operators, oh gosh, operated providers to help. I can never read these out. <laughs> To take care of your repairs. I got you. I got you, neighborly. I got you. To take care of your repairs, routine maintenance, and home improvements. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey today to start your search. I was up at 4 a.m. I'm gonna blame that. I go. You can probably go to neighborly.com to get lessons on how to read too. Just go to neighborly.com. All right, today's question comes from Annie in Florida. My husband, our two kids, and I live with my husband's widowed mom who doesn't work. We pay all the bills, buy grocery, and pay her house taxes. She and I don't get along 90% of the time, especially when it comes to my kids. My husband and I are not on the same page with money, and I don't have control over the money unless he gives it to me. 
We have one debt left and we could pay it off in one to two months if we work together, but there's just no urgency from him. My sanity is on the brink and I'm tired of arguing with my husband and being run over by my in-laws. I've talked to my husband and tried to lay boundaries, but then I'm just a control freak, quote unquote, according to my mother-in-law. Sometimes I just want to leave and get my own apartment with my kids, but I don't feel like that would be right and would make things worse. I know I shouldn't let other people control my emotions, but this is like a wound that keeps getting cut open and salt poured in it. Is getting away from my mother-in-law going to fix things or am I the issue? Good night. Well, I don't like that she can't get money unless he gives it to me. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm a control freak according to my mother-in-law. No, thank you. Yeah, it sounds like you this are just not breathing the air of a planet of gaslight. Yeah. So I, all we can go on, Annie, is what you've written here. And so here's what I would tell you. Um, based on exactly what you wrote, and I always want to hold in both hands, there's, there's, there's two sides to a story. You are not the issue. Yes, getting away from your mother-in-law would fix some things, but the bigger thing here is you have a husband who is over, over, overbearing, does not have a partner. Um, he is much more interested in making sure his mommy's okay and um, his mommy's brought into all of your life than he is being married and building a life with you, co-creating a world with his wife. So yes, getting away from your mother-in-law would for sure help, and you got to deal with your marriage gotta deal with your marriage and it sounds like your husband has very little interest in dealing with your marriage and in fact when you try Mm -hmm. he um turns it over to his mom and she lobs grenades at you so um rachel there's there's this idea that we're gonna take a for lack of better terms we're gonna we're gonna take a practice separation for a few days and it might be up to 30 days it might be for two weeks but it is a, I'm choosing to step out because I'm not, I'm becoming somebody that I yep. don't want to be with yep. my kids. I'm right. becoming somebody I don't want to be with you. Right. And anytime you do that, it's important to have, we're going to circle back at this time, at this date, at this restaurant to talk. Um, we're going to bring this person with us. You got to set some guide rules. But this is one of those moments that continuing just to stay in this mm-hmm. sewer, yep. um, somebody's going to end up doing something that you can't take back. Yep. And so, Annie, you're not crazy. Um, you are not messed up here um Mm -hmm. it sounds like you have tried to do what's right and you are just getting dragged underwater and i think that's one of the hardest parts of marriage when you hear a situation like that because for so many people i think learning to balance how do i take care of myself but also take care of this relationship this lifelong relationship that i'm in right? right but taking care of yourself is the key to then having a healthier marriage right and i think sometimes we mix those up and think i gotta just fix my marriage fix my marriage but it's actually getting you, making sure you're okay, taking care of yourself in these moments, right? Especially, well, especially if fix- this sounds a. Abu- this almost sounds like Absolutely. this was, is not good. I was gonna say abusive, but yeah. Anytime somebody gives their wife an allowance, yeah, uh, that to me I classify it as abusive. Mm-hmm. That is controlling nonsense behavior, yep. right? For two um, adults. For two adults, right? Yeah. But often in this situation, and it's usually wife playing, trying to please husband, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but often, it is. The way I'm going to try to fix my marriage is by cutting off parts of me yes. so that I can make this this thing that we're quote unquote doing together all right. Mm-hmm. And what often people find after they've cut all their toes off and all their fingers off is that, oh, he's just going to keep moving. He was, doesn't change it. Yeah. He's going to keep moving the finish line. It was never about us healing our marriage. Right, right. It was never about me healing and him healing and us making this new thing. It was about he's just going to keep doing mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do. 
right? Yep. And you yep. find yourself with nothing. Yes. Right? At that so point. that's why I like someone to step out. And the the language I use is somebody's got to turn on the lights, turn off the music. The party's over. I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna move into this place with my girlfriend. I'm gonna move into this place with my mother-in-law. I mean, with my mother, and, not and the kids. What do you? I'd bring him if you can. Yeah. And often you learn a lot. If he doesn't fight you on it, then that tells you what you need to know, mm-hmm. right? But me and the kids, we're gonna move over here for a couple of weeks, and I gotta breathe because yep. I can't have your mother-in-law doing this. I can't have you blaming me for all of this. And if he goes, oh, I'm about to lose my marriage. Mm-hmm. And he gets Wakes a up quick and- dose of reality, then that's beautiful. If he goes, fine, get out of here. Me and my mom are, that's, ex- that's, that's he's really telling you what you need to know. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, so hard. Annie, thanks for, I hate this for you. For I hate this. In, I hate this. Hate this. I, I don't have a psychology, and I, I'm, this is a bias, and I know it happens all over the place. I don't have a world, and where if I sat down with my wife and I said, hey, I need this. That her first response would be, sucks to be you. Right? Mm-hmm. I just don't live in that world. Right, right. And so these things break my heart. That's right, yes. Right? Like, yes. hey, I need you to, to help with, I'm not doing that. Whew, man, yep. that's tough. That's yep. tough, 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 tough. That's so hard. Ugh. So, so hard. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Brayden in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Brayden, welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. Hi, John. Hey, John. How's it going? We're doing great. How can we help? Um, so I'm getting ready to lock in my rate. I'm building a house, and um, my banker got in touch with me, and I know that y'all have always said to go with a 15-year fixed, but on the 30-year, I got quoted at a 6.6, and on a 15-year, I got quoted at a 7.25, and I didn't know if that has anything to do with y'all's decision. Yeah, the decision's less about interest rate and more about just urgency of getting it paid off and that when you have a 15-year, you're obviously naturally going to pay it off half of the time that you would in a 30-year, but also with the plan that we encourage people to pay off their house even sooner than that, than the 15-year. So that's that's why that principled rule is in place when it comes to mortgages. It's really less about the interest rate, which is so interesting because usually it's flipped. It's almost never like, is, is it an yeah, adjustable she said, rate? She said, this, she said this is the first time she's seen it do that. Yeah. Um, they're both fixed rate, a 30-year and a 15-year fix. Um, I wasn't really worried about it and was leaning towards going with the 30-year just because my last house, I paid off in seven months and 20 days. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm pretty intentional about it. But yeah. I'm definitely not planning on doing that with this one, just because that last one like killed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where where are you guys, Braden? Financially, I'm just curious. You guys out of debt and have savings and yeah. you're building and all of that. Zero debt. Um, I've got thirty five thousand set aside for an emergency fund, and um, the house appraised to be worth like eight ninety nine hundred. Yeah, that's amazing. Congrats. What have you run the math on it just to see at, at this interest rate if I paid it off in fifteen versus that interest rate if I paid it off in fifteen? Um or I paid it off in thirty. Which one will come out I ahead? Haven't. I, I haven't ran the math because okay. basically on either one I was gonna do, I was planning on paying it off in no more than probably two years because yeah. I only borrowed I only borrowed eighty thousand on it. So it's not very much of a mortgage. What do you do for a uh, living? I just run my own business. I really don't make a lot. I've just uh, always done y'all's um, plans since I was probably eight. But you're going to so, pay off a ninety a nine hundred thousand dollar house in two years? 
Well, you paid most well, of it with I cash, is what you're saying. You only borrowed yeah, 80. Uh, that's gotcha, impressive, gotcha. Braden. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, we stick with the principle of that 15 yeah, year. Because um, it doesn't matter for you. Yeah, at that point, the interest rate isn't even that big of a swing because you're going to be paying it off so soon. So the principle, again, is to pay it off as soon as possible. Braden, fantastic job. Incredible, man. Well done. Either way, you're not making bad decisions in life. You're doing really good. So keep up the good work. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. So one thing we say around here a lot is that money is not a math problem. Usually and most always, it's a you problem. It's a me problem. It's us that are handling money that is creating uh, the stress and the buying and everything else. And so Jade Warshaw, one of our Ramsey personalities, just came out with a money's not a math problem. Quick read the real reason you're broke and what to do about it. So make so sure good. to check it out, you guys. It's really good. So, oh, it's actually, it's on pre-sale for just 10 bucks. And you can also access a live online Q&A with Jade that she's going to do. But she's going to talk about the five lies that we believe about budgeting and really unpacking this idea of how much our behavior is so crucial to us winning with money. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash store for that. And then our other great friend, George Camel, Breaking Free from Broke, the ultimate guide to more money and less stress is also at DaveRamsey.com or also RamseySolutions.com slash store. And you can pre-order that book. It is coming out in January. And George does a fantastic job being George and funny and great stories and all the things. Uh, really walking through this approach of building wealth and getting out of the system because there's such a system financially that people get stuck in and it's like a Ferris wheel just over and over and over and over. And so getting out of that and actually winning with your money, Breaking Free from Broke by George Camel. Make sure to pre-order that at RamseySolutions.com. We have all of your holiday shopping. For your crazy aunt, you can give them my book, 20 bucks. Yeah. For your grandkids or your kids, you can give them your brand new book. Yeah, twelve dollars for some of these. Yeah, change your past, uh, own your past, change your future. You're an incredible salesman. <laughs> <laughs> own your whatever your book's called, John. This is a, uh, uh, <laughs> a, a, a Toyota. Is it a Toyota or a Honda? Eh, it doesn't matter. It's a car. It's a great own your past, change your future. Right. Twelve dollars. But you could buy um, like money's not the problem for all of your friends and breaking beef from broke. Like we got you, dude. Yep. Yep. So make sure to check on all that stuff, you guys. Some good money content we're putting out into the world to help people get that hope back. All right, let's go to David in Colorado Springs. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Good to talk to you guys. How are you doing? Absolutely. We're great. We're glad that you called us, David. How can we help? Okay. Um, make a long story short. Um, my stepdaughter has really been into figure skating since she was about six years old. And about a year and a half ago, she decided she wanted to start competing. So we're like, well, we'll, we'll give it a year, see if she sticks with it. And she really has. And she started competing last year and is doing great. 
the issue is that we are kind of on the low end of spending for this sport and it's costing us almost a thousand dollars a month. Oh goodness. And it, it just goes up from there. Um, having more coaching, working with a uh, physical trainer, uh, starting to travel, having to pay for the coach to travel to competitions. And we're, we really are probably over our budget with what we're spending now, but at the same time, she really loves this. And we're kind of trying to figure out how do you balance her loving the sport and us not going broke. Man. How old is she now? She is 14. Okay. I've got some unpopular opinions on this that I always get in trouble for. Can I just put them out there? Is that cool? Yeah. John stirs the pot. And I all mean, this. very few things do I get in more trouble from the internet people than this. But here we go. Um, I would suggest that we've grown up in a culture, we've created a culture where the kid is the star of the family show. And ultimately, where do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Who do you want to become? What do you want to be when you grow up? What college do you want to go to? What's your dream school? We dump all of these things in our kids' backpack. Think of them as rocks. We just drop them in our kids. And what happens without meaning to, and this happens like us trying to love and honor and give our kids opportunities that we didn't have, they end up carrying the weight of the whole house. And I, dude, I'm a product of sports. I played sports all the way through. I was a two-sport letterman. I ran in college. I did MMA with professionals. Like I'm all about sports and teams and workouts and discipline. All that stuff's great. And the greatest gift I can give my kid is not mortgaging my soul and our future. And literally a second, literally, and literally a second, a second mortgage. mortgage that some people do to pay for this stuff. Yeah. To let them, quote unquote, do whatever they want or do whatever they're passionate about, do whatever they, what feels right. The greatest gift I can give them is a stable, at peace mom and dad. That's the greatest gift. And so before I get down a road where I'm paying for private coaching, I got to fly the coach in or drive the coach in. Now we got to do this. It, 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 it just starts building. And like you said, a little bit of success breeds this. And if you try to back out, it's like, it's like a, a timeshare salesman, right? They're like, Hey, but we see really a bright future with your daughter. And if you do this, then it could lead to this and it could lead to this. And you, your daughter's just sitting there looking at you and you feel like you feel like the antichrist pulling some of this stuff away. And so I always think it's best to not follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole on this, but it's to start all the way at the beginning with your wife and say, hey, what kind of home do we want to have? And we're going to reverse engineer it that way. And what can we actually afford? So it takes ice skating away and input Lexus. If she was really passionate about a Lexus and really a good driver and you couldn't afford a Lexus, you wouldn't buy her a Lexus. But for some reason, sports have become the altar that we sacrifice our families on and that we allow our families and our kids to worship. And I, I, I think it's beyond madness. It's gone to pathology now. Um, and at the same time, dude, I get it. I can't imagine having a daughter who's starting to excel. You're a stepdad. You're building relationships and connections. And then you're going to sit down and like you're going to take this away. Right, I get that. I can't think of something that would be harder to do as a parent. Um, I just am seeing family after family mortgage their souls for sports and travel sports, and the sake of whatever my kid wants to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mm -hmm. it. And 
The kids can't carry that weight. We end up burying our children. What do you think, David? Yeah, I, yeah it's, that, that's kind of my thinking. It's, you know, more we draw a line in the sand and it's like, yeah, this is what we can afford. Yep. And yep. I'm, I'm Be- sorry. Yep. And I and David, honestly, too, if you don't do that, nobody else is. This ice skating community isn't going to. The the trainer's not going to. The the championship tournament places aren't going. Like no one else is going to do that. You literally could spend and spend and spend and spend. And and there's nobody in the world that's gonna be like, Hey David, you gotta stop. So that's when Dave that's when you and your wife together have to say, We have to we have to put a boundary up because there's nobody else on planet earth that puts up boundaries for us we have to create those ourselves and if you don't especially these little microcosms of life and kids sports is one of them you can just go down a train just like john's saying and it's and you look up and you guys have spent your retirement i mean you've done all of this and i i know i just it i just am so so cautious especially and i would say this too david even if you guys had the money it would be an interesting conversation too the urgency may not be there like like with the money there's a little bit of a finite like we just, we, we, we don't have the money. Like right. we can't do that. And we're not going to stress ourselves out and miss a mortgage payment for ice skating. Like that's, that's ins- like, that's, that's insane. We can't do that. We're adults. She's 14 and we have to make adult mature decisions in our household and run our household. And then what comes after that is what we have to decide, but we're not going to put ourselves in a financial bind for this. We're, we can't, we're, we won't. And so you draw that line. But even if you had the money, I think what John's saying is interesting. I know it's so controversial. Well, it, it, here, here's the deal. I've got friends that are athletic trainers at universities. Yeah. And they continue to tell me that they're bringing 18 and 19 year olds with joint overuse injuries that they see in geriatric populations, shoulders and knees and hips that were not designed to do the same sport yes. day after day, week after week, year after year, since someone was a child and all the way up through. Their bodies can't handle that, right? Yeah. Um, so if there's like a, and, I, and I, I don't know, David, what your options are, but my encouragement would be hopefully to be able to find a group to plug in, whether it's a rec and not competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what it is for ice skating, but like where she can still do what she loves, right? And enjoy it. But it's just not at this high specific level that is so narrow intense. Well, let me and say intense this. for 14, you know? If this is my house. And expensive. I would sit my son down, who's 13, almost here. And I'd walk them through our budget. Mm. And then I would say, here's what it costs for rent. Here's what it costs for electric, water, and all that. Food, what we spend. Yeah. And then here's what we got for this. And this is our cap. Yep. And then I, I'm not just going to say it in a vacuum, but I'm going to show him yep. here's what we can afford. That's right. David, thanks so much for calling. And thank you, America, for listening. John, for always being a great co-host. And all the guys in the booth for making the show happen. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ramsey personality and best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, let's start off with Amanda in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hey, Amanda, are you guys getting like crazy rain down there? Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks Thank for, you so much for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. I literally just saw that on the news. I think it was last night. Yeah. And it was like you guys are like getting flooded and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, it's been wild. 
I uh, live in Fort Lauderdale, and it, it happens quite often up here. Actually, all the schools got canceled, but I work in Miami-Dade, so I actually have to travel to work today. Oh, my gosh. Well, Be careful. Okay, yeah. Be safe. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, yeah how- I'm okay, though. I got, I got through it all. The, the flooding wasn't too bad getting here. So. Okay, good. Good, good, good. How can we help? So um, I am I am ready to attack my student loans. I have $76,000 in student loans, unfortunately, but... Um, I'm ready to attack them. I'm a new listener for you guys, and so I'm ready for that gazelle intensity. But I have a, a car lease sitting in my way, and I wanted your advice today as to kind of how to get out of it. So here's my numbers for you guys. I have the 76000 in student loans. I have $19,000 in savings. Um, I have thirty k in my 401k. I make about $3,700 a month, and I leased a Camry three years ago. It's a $28,000 car. Um and my lease is up in, I think, about five days, actually. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> so almost really done. Okay. That. Yeah. So I have a couple options here. I can I can pay the car off with the money that I have in my savings account, but that would pretty much put me almost down to zero. Yeah. Um, and keep the car pretty much for the rest of its life, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is um, going to be the rest of your life because Camrys go on for eternity. <laughs> right. That's what I've heard. So I was excited about that. But... Um, then my secondary option is to get out of that car and just buy, you know, what, what you guys call a little banger, just something under yeah. 10000 And then the rest of my savings, I go ahead and put that towards my student loans and then keep paying those off. Um, but what's the, what's the payoff cost, amount? Yeah, what's the payoff? It's eighteen k. Okay, how much could you sell it for? Do you know if you, did you Kelly Blue Book it, see its value? Yeah, yeah. It looks to be worth from like 24 to 25 Okay. And you could buy eleven k into it. Yeah, you have eleven k into it. You could buy it at eighteen, and you like it. Yeah, I do. It's a great car. Yeah, I think I would buy it. I know. There's a part of me that would just go ahead and just do it because it still has great value. I mean, like for what you could sell it for, you could buy. Yeah, I almost would buy it, and then could you turn around and sell it? I could. Yeah, I could. I, I, I guess I'd make a little bit of money off of it, and then I can use that to help buy you know a, a cheaper car yeah um you, you tell me you, you drive from fort lauderdale to miami dade how, how far is that drive every day yeah it's about 35 miles actually i'm an athletic trainer at high school you okay. shout, you shouted out an at earlier that was awesome but i'm right um, <laughs> hey hold on i'm right aren't i <laughs> yeah 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 so okay, i good. i drive i drive kind of far it's you know 40 45 minute drive to work and home so yeah 60, 70 miles a day okay yeah i mean there's a part yeah Amanda, I'm thinking turn around and sell it, buy it out, sell it. You'll bank 6K, put some of your 19,000 with that and go get a used Toyota Camry and, or whatever it may be. Because um, mm-hmm. you could actually uh, make some of that money back, which is great. Um, but I'm also not mad at you. If you go just pay cash, this, you've driven it, you love it, it works for you. You'll have this car for the next decade if yeah. you take care of it. And okay. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Okay, and then just go after my student loans with, you know, I'm I'm looking into getting another job, yeah. um, to really supplement my income to try to attack that 76 because I know it's it's a big amount for yeah. one person. One weird thing that I've heard people do when they have a commute like you have is to potentially do Lyft or Uber on the way to work, and on the way home. Oh, and so you're oh, already so like driving. You're already driving this 30 miles, and you might get somebody to the airport and back, or you might. Be, be able to leave 30 minutes early and end up not adding a lot to your life uh, yeah. time-wise, but you can knock yeah. out some drives that way. 
Yeah, because awesome. you're you're making probably is it what thirty six, thirty seven thousand a year? Is that what you said? Thirty five hundred uh, well, a month. I make thirty seven hundred thirty seven hundred a month. Okay. My my, my pay is kind of weird because I do get stipends twice a year, but I don't really count that into my yeah salary because it, I don't get it every two weeks. Right. Okay. So that's so. your take home pay. So yeah, you're probably at about forty five annually. So yeah, I would up your income though, Amanda, because you're gonna have to attack this seventy six. Um, yeah pretty aggressively. So if there's things that you can do at night, whether it's something even creative, like what John was saying with Uber, um, cutting do Saturday lifestyle. and Sunday coaching. I mean, uh, for yeah. these kids who love <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, private, uh, private lessons for these kids who are going to be NFL stars someday Gosh. or ice skating stars. Yeah, someday. I, I actually am looking into an online, uh, professor job cause I have my master's degree. So perfect. Oh, cool. perfect. That'd class. be incredible. That's awesome. Well, so. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So great. Oh, well, we're excited for you, Amanda. I think you you have the right uh, gumption in your voice. I feel like we can hear people's tone even in their call, and you can tell the people, they're like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Um, so, yep, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Amanda. Up next, we have Lloyd in Boise. Hey, Lloyd, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so I'm calling in because uh, I'm trying to figure out the best decision to make. Um Basically, my wife and I were about to pay off our house. Um, we have like 38000 left on it, and we have enough in the bank. We're just saving to so our emergency fund doesn't, fund doesn't just tank out, basically. Yeah. So uh, we'll have it paid off in like two or three months, something like that. It's awesome. Um, once I get the house paid off, um, I'm trying to look at some options. So... My employer, they will do, they have uh, 401k and they have Roth and they both, I can do 15% into, um, that's a lot. 30% is a lot to take out of my take home pay. Yeah. What we're wanting to do is save for our next house because I don't want to have any more loans basically. Um, and so I'm thinking it'll take two or three years to come up with 150, um, basically. So I'm wanting to know kind of, should we invest? Like, I know I want to invest in the retirement account. Um, I don't know if I should invest now. Um, but I'm wondering if I should invest into just a mutual fund that we can then take out two, three years from now for the house specifically. Yeah. For the house specifically, or if we should just put it into savings. Yeah. If it's going to be that short term, if you're really going to use the money in two years, I think a good high yield savings is, is a great option just to put it for short term. I don't know if I would put it in the market for just two years. I just feel like it's kind of volatile with the market. You really want to write it out. I mean, you could do like a Vanguard account that'd be in the S and P like an index fund, but I don't even know if I would do that, Lloyd. For two years, I probably would just let it sit in a high yield. I'm doing yield. the exact thing, and I'm putting in high yield. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's what I would do, just to give you some options. And you're not trying to time the market or something weird. If you need the money and it is a dip, and you're having to kind of figure it out, it's just nice just to have the cash. Uh, if it was five years or something, four or five years, we could make could talk about something different. But for you guys, yeah, if it's one to two years, I would just do a high yield savings to put to save for the next house, which is exciting. Thanks for the call. 
Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid listening to the show on a battery-powered radio. All of your data, collected by every company you've ever done business with, lives online. Your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards, they all store your info online, making them ripe for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years they need an ID theft protection plan, and the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Uh, John, this article... On Re- well, it wasn't an article. It was a dad on Reddit, and I'm going to assume it was real. I'm assuming it's real. Let's of course, just, of course. Well, it's on it's up people.com. Um, dad on Reddit. So oh, they did. Okay, so they, yeah. they actually like probably so confirmed that That's on good. my show. We have a segment called "Am I the Problem?" Right. Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of a great "Am I the Problem?" Is this me? Right. Am I the issue uh, here? Am I what's wrong here? Go for it. Uh, so a dad and his daughter are no longer speaking. After he refused to give her thousands of dollars for her wedding, according to the post on Reddit, the dad, who remains anonymous, shared that his daughter asked him for $200,000 to plan her dream destination wedding in New Zealand. So that's not thousands of dollars. <laughs> hundreds of, of thousands. thousands of dollars. Not tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Jeez. My daughter is getting married and wishes to have a destination wedding, and I told her no. My wife feels like I should do it because we can afford it, but I find it to be pointless showing off wealth. Now my daughter's not speaking to me, nor is my wife. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, which got me thinking, should I bite the bullet and essentially burn the money and alienate my family members to make my daughter's dream wedding a reality? It has over 4,000 comments there on the situation on Reddit. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you think? Man. <sighs> okay, the only like 2% of me that would be like, all right, come on, dad, <laughs> is if he was a billionaire and it was 0.001% of it, you know, and he's just like, ah, I don't want to, I would, I would not not speak to him, but I would be like, come on down. Got... But that is, that is 0.00001% of the population that that would even be him. So I'm assuming that's probably not him. I don't think, I don't know if a billionaire would be on Reddit talking about this. <laughs> well, but, but even like, so I think about like my kids. And, and I'm saying, even if you're a billionaire, your daughter should not not speak to you because of this either. Oh, of course. But I could see it being frustrating. I'm like, Dad, you have billions of dollars. But but I could even see it the other way where he's saying, I, I don't want to, if, if I have a billion dollars, I don't want to flaunt my wealth in the face of my other family members that can't afford to come on this trip. Yes. Right? Can't yes. afford to fly to New Zealand and spend a week. No, it's insane. It's insane. And so, I, dude, I am team... Team Dad. Dad, 1,000%. Because that mean $200,000. $200,000. And uh, you know who the, the real villain here in this is? The mom. Mom. Come I on, think. mom. I think. And the <laughs> bratty daughter. Could you imagine not speaking to your dad because he didn't give you $200,000? That's where I'm like, they have to be somewhat level of something, right? They should. They have to have some level of money. For oh, this to well, even he said, be he a, said, I can afford it. To but be even it's be a, a pointless showing of wealth. Yep. 
This is just me waving a flag around the world that look how rich okay, I am. Okay, here, I'm going to continue to play as devil's advocate because we all know the, okay. uh, the, the common sense yes. response to this is what everyone is thinking. That that's insane. That's insane. Correct. Would it be at all understandable? Again, the whole not speaking thing, I don't like. But would it be weird if he like, well, it's his money, so I guess he can do it. I'm just thinking like if he flaunts and he does whatever he wants and he's like, nope, not going to help, not going to, like, could there be frustration if he's like, I'm not going to flaunt my wealth? And she's like, dad. What, are you kidding me? Look at you. You have a well, it, you I, have a two hundred thousand dollar watch on your wrist, and you have a whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get that, but it says down here further. I told her I would pay for the. Wedding. I'm not saying this is our situation. Right, right, I, I don't think. It but is. he said I told her I would pay for it. I never agreed to pay for destination. So it sounds like she uh, came to him and said, "Daddy, are you going to pay for my wedding?" And he goes, "I love you, baby. You got it." And mom was like, "Yay!" And they got together, and they're like, "Hey, let's. I know we could do. Let's go to New Zealand." And okay, so do you think it's a different story if he says, I'm going to give you a $200,000 budget? And she's like, perfect, I'm going to take that money and go to New Zealand for my destination wedding. I think wedding. at that point she can go wherever she wants. And then he says, no, he you're said, not, you can't. That's right, yes. I, I, that's a different story if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out all the scenarios because it's on Reddit. And so they're like, how many angles can we find out of this story? You're, you're, I think you're being very, very generous. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But man, yeah. <sighs> and he and says tomorrow think, like, I'm gonna make phone calls and price a wedding in New York. It'd be for about 100 to 200 people. Oh yeah, which is still gonna be 50 to 75 for 100 oh, grand. Easy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Right? No, that's oh yeah. Still for gonna sure. be a for sure. For sure. I just am like, I guess there are people out there that would not s- speak to their dad or their parent and their wa- and his wife because they didn't get what they wanted out of it. Right? Like. It, it, there, it, I mean, issues? for me, it just like, all works together. It's like, if you're going to ask for a $200,000 destination New Zealand wedding that's going to alienate your friends and family <laughs> and just be a way to show the world, look at my Instagram photos. Yes, yes. That's probably also a family where if you don't get your way, you don't talk to dad. You and your mom and you... goes, yeah. And mm-hmm. she doesn't talk to husband either. Yep. And a guy who's trying to do the right thing and be a good steward of his resources and also not alienate family and friends. Because everyone's going to have to buy plane tickets to go to New Zealand. That's what that's what he says here. Yeah. Yes. So it's not like you're paying for everyone to go. You're making them pay an insane amount of money to come. Yeah. Lots of principles here, y'all. Lots of principles. Here's principle number one. Oh my gosh. Don't be an idiot. Don't be. Principle number to two. The da- to the daughter and the wife. Don't be. Like, I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> Come on, dude. <sighs> well, I should try that out on Dave. You should. Like, hey, Dad. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to you. <laughs> no, I think it'd be cool if you got him to say, like, hey, he's in on something. Hey, Dave, me and Winston are, like, struggling. Can Would you help us out? Sure, Rachel, anything. Okay, cool. Here's what we're struggling on. Um, <laughs> we're going to do Christmas on the moon, and uh, it's $400,000. And you can for sure afford it. And if you can't, I'm never and if to you're not going to do that, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done here. Just the way you say it. Oh, I'm my done. gosh. My, oh my father gosh. is ridiculous. I wanted to come in on a zebra in New Zealand. So sad. All right. Austin, maybe you can save us and put us back into reality. He can't. Austin from Kansas City, you're up next. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Would you not speak to your parents, Austin, if they refused to give you a $200,000 wedding? <laughs> I think I probably would speak to them. <laughs> I think that's good. We're on the right track. How can we help Austin? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my partner um, is struggling with some finances and, and, and we're trying our best to get her out of it. Um, she's about 
$45,000 in student loan debt and has about 6000 in credit card debt. Um, and, well, we've been chipping away at it, I guess, kind of. And we're, we're, one, I guess, wondering the best way to do that. And, and two, she's in a career that it's kind of, uh, you kind of need to go to a master's degree for. And we're wondering if, if she should just go into more debt to get the master's degree or if she should work a little bit first and get it paid down. Yeah. What is, she, what is she doing? What's her career? It's psychology. Okay. What does she want to do? Um, some sort of probably social work, um, something that you would need a master's degree most likely. Okay. How old are you guys? I don't think she totally knows yet either. We're, I'm 24. She's 23. Okay, cool. I would recommend that she get a job as a residence hall director at a university and move in to a residence hall and they will pay her housing and they will also pay her room and board or some degree. They'll give her a salary and they'll get a significant discount on graduate school. And she wants to be a social worker or a mental health professional. She'll get to live with a room with a building full of people of all different places from all different walks of life with all different types of challenges. And she will learn what caseloads are. She'll learn what going to the hospital is. She'll learn what suicidal ideation. She'll learn it all. And they'll pay for it. That's what I would recommend if she was my friend. That's right. what I told her to do. Okay. Ta-da. Do not, do no. not, do not borrow money to go Because she's going to end up in six figures of debt, Austin, not knowing what she wants right. to do, possibly working at a job, making 45 making a year. 45 I mean, a year. the ROI doesn't make sense. Don't and the fact that she doesn't know what she wants to do, I wouldn't go get a master's while I'm just buying time and waiting. I would, I would go get real life experience. Now, if she's really serious about it, I would go exact, I would do exactly what John is saying, which may make her okay. very uncomfortable because it's not an ideal in that scenario, right? You're not just living the life you want and doing whatever. You're working. You're you're it's, living it's hard, hard and you're work. yeah, and you're working. Um, but Austin, too, I would be I would be um, not uh, cautious. Maybe a strong. Don't word. pay her debt off if you're not married to her. Don't. But yeah, no, don't do that. And also making sure that she's aware of why she's six thousand dollars in credit card debt and why debt is still an option for her to go into as well. So there's some of these things, and you may want it more for her, Austin, than she wants for herself. So these are conversations you guys. Just need to have and be thinking about. But no, do not go deeper into debt for a master's degree on something we don't know what we want to do. And don't go into debt, period. So there's some sacrifices there on a situation you can do with John laid out. And that's what we would recommend. Thanks for the call. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Christmas is, gosh... It feels like it's almost here. I know we still have Thanksgiving, but it just always feels like Christmas it's is just coming, sneaking like, so up. so wild. All our decorations are up in are the you? cruise household. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love we, it. We, the Delonies like to focus on gratitude for a minute. Oh, that's nice. Unlike you guys. Unlike, you don't want joy. Oh, here we go. And peace. Wow. No, we like to, to just say world. thank you to the world before we just like, give me, and give me, give jingle me. Jingle bells. Ugh. Do you Come like on. Little Drummer Boy, the worst song ever written in the history of humanity? <sighs> love it. Yep. Really? Oh, yeah. I can just see you I sitting in front I of like your fire anything. just going, pum, 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 pum. No, 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 no. It's not Little German Boy I like. Uh, it's... Um, Who Let the Dogs Out? Nope. It's the same one with the little boy. There's a... Um, oh, shoot. A little boy. Oh, well, do you, can you hear what I hear? Oh, do that's you, a good do song. Do you hear what I hear? That's, that's what I was song. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking but of a Christmas... a song where the main instrument's a snare drum, it's never going to work. <laughs> never good. It's never going to work. Except well, at James Church. That's how y'all roll. All right, so go ahead. The Ramsey, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is here, which means you can buy as many songs on iTunes as you want if you win <laughs> one of our $500 weekly prizes or the grand prize of $5,000. So you can enter every single day at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. So again, you guys are giving away 
$500 a month. I mean, $500 a week and a grand prize of $5,000. Also, make sure to do your Christmas shopping at RamseySolutions.com slash store because we have a huge $12 sale going on. This is the books, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past and Change Your Future, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, Own Yourself, Own Your Money. There's so much there. And even the Questions for Humans cards, uh, the Christmas edition is back. It sold out last year. But you can get all these cards as low as $10 right now. So again, any meaningful gift to give this Christmas, some gift, Christmas gift ideas, go to RamseySolutions.com slash store and check out our sale. Up next, we have Lucy. Oh, over the pond in London, England. She's hey. in the sky with diamonds. What's up, Lucy? Hey, Lucy. Oh, hi there. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I am so glad. What time is it over there right now? Um, it's about 20 to 9. Okay, so it's a, it's an evening listen right now for you, Lucy. So glad that you called in. How can we help? Um, so I initially thought I needed guidance on money advice. I'm going through a long and tricky divorce. Mm. Um, um, but I think, and it has been a long time trying to get divorced and arguing and just. Yeah, it's kind of unraveled me. Okay. Um, but I think what I'm sorry, my throat is like my no. heart is in my, my throat. No, sorry. you're yeah, good. No, you're I'm good. Fine. You're good. But I think what I actually need guidance with is how to make have more confidence with decisions to know that um, however the divorce works out, I'll be okay. Mm. Sure. Um. Oh man, what. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. What 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 are the the arguments about? Oh gosh, the divorce settlement. Uh, well, everything, everything really. Um, but it's. Um, he told me he wanted a divorce two years ago, um, and we have been been back and forward for two years. Um, we did go through, and I don't know if you have the same thing, mediation. Sure. Um, yeah. It's non legally binding. And we went through a process and we, we came to a decision at the start of the year. We came to a compromise position. And he's like upturned, overturned that now. He wants everything different. Mm. Um, and he's become quite, well, I've seen a different side to him, you know, very controlling. Sure. And mm. he's a bully, it turns out. So do you, have an, do you have an attorney or a barrister? Do you have somebody representing you right now? I had a solicitor. Um, I was struggling with the legal costs. Um, okay. It was more than my take-home pay. Um, yeah, um, and we hadn't. We weren't making any progress. So, um, I basically the advice I had from my solicitor was just like my lawyer, just just you know go to court. Um, because what I think we're arguing about the the law is on my side more. Sure, but I don't know. It's mostly his pensions we're having. He's really frustrated about. He's he's uh, been in the military for a long time, um, and he has a very good pension. I followed him around like an idiot. Yeah, you gave um, up. You gave up your life, mm-hmm. and you made sure yeah. his bills were paid and his clothes were cleaned and his house was done. And so you were you were a kids were half raised, of that. That's right. You were a co-contributor to that house. Absolutely. Times in fifteen years. Yes. So, so my he, career is in the you know in the trash of course mm. and so w- whenever you ask the question like i just need to think about the emotional part of am i going to be okay there's a math problem there like mm. 
Mm. Well, am I going to be okay financially? Will I be able to pay my bills? Right? And so mm. it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say here, all the way on the other side of the world, um, in a mm. home right now that has a stable marriage. But I tell my the, the women that I talk to all the time, please, if you can, don't let a loudmouth goofball on the mm. other side, let the court work for you mm-hmm. as best as it can. Mm. Okay? You're entitled to that. That's the law of the land. And you, gave, like you said, you gave up everything to co-create this house with him. And so a lot of people will file for divorce thinking, oh, I can just pretend that didn't happen. And they imagine their life financially, um, socially. They imagine their life is the exact same, just you're not in it. And that's just not how that works. So I would implore you to not walk away from it, but to, to go to court. I don't exactly know the divorce proceedings in your in your court system in England, but um, I would really uh, um, hope you would do that and take care of yourself, not just the exhausted you right now, but the you five years and 10 years and 20 years mm-hmm. from now. Okay, that's number one. Number two, okay. it is surreal to be sitting in a room with somebody or in a building, especially if you're in mediation and they're going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You you created a home together. Y'all created kids together. Y'all held each other as you held your newborn. And suddenly this person's going to war against you? Because, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to, here's how I get through those moments. I know my limitations and my limitations are this. I can't, I don't make rational choices when I do that by myself. When I get really emotional, I don't. So I always have people that walk alongside me. I, I, I even use this language. I outsource that, that in those moments. And I've got a couple of men that I trust that walk with me and I say, hey, is this a good deal? Because my wife really wants to buy this house. I don't feel good about it. And they'll say, John, buy the house. And so I trust them. Or they'll say, dude, I love your wife too, but don't buy that house. And I trust them. And so I would tell you, you have people that you pay. You've got professionals that do this. You've got the, the court system. I would get one or two girlfriends that you can trust, that you can say everything to, all the scary things you're feeling, all that stuff, so your body knows you're not doing this alone. And it's not going to make the math problem any easier. It's not going to make the divorce any less surreal, but your body will have a little bit more peace because it knows you're going through this thing not by yourself. That makes sense. Is that fair? Do you have that, Lucy? Yeah, do you definitely. have some good friends in your life? Um, I do have some friends. They're not local. Um, I do have like friendly people local, mm-hmm. but um, do, do you have a couple of friendly locals that you could say, "Hey, um, I want to yeah. take you to coffee or to tea if you're over if you're over the pond, and let's go get some tea <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, cup of tea, yeah. and I need someone to walk through with me through a really heavy season. Would you be willing to do that for me?" Um, I feel, I just feel such a burden. And so, because it's been going on for so long, um, to like be just this emotional wreck all the time. I do, I do have a couple of really good friends. Um, Give them, you're not, hey, listen, listen, I'm going to say this as directly as I can, honey. You are not a burden. Let them love you. Let them love you. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to, let them have the opportunity to say, ah, I really don't want to love you like that right now. One of the greatest gifts, one of the greatest honors I feel, and I know Rachel's the same way, is when somebody that we care about and love reaches out and says, can you help me? 
Golly, dude. There are a few honors more powerful than that. But reach out and talk to somebody. And yes, I think you got to go to court. You've been messing around on the edges with this for two years. You've been trying to do the right thing. And he has proven that he is not interested in doing the right thing. He's interested in beating you, defeating you. We're done with that. We're going to get the courts involved so we can get this thing settled and moved on. You're not a burden, my friend. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a smart investor pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a smart investor pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. So it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Albert in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Albert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Yes, uh, my wife retired uh, this last year, and I'm probably going to return about another year. And we have about 1.3, 1.4 million in, in investments. Nice. Hey, Albert, can you be here, Trevor? Can you speak right into your phone for me? Yes. Is that better? Much better. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, my name is Albert. My wife retired last year, and I'm going to retire in about a year. We have about one, 1.3 in investments. We're debt free, including the house. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, we kind of been normal. We had a car payments up till about two years ago, two car payments. But we finally, we just dug in and paid up. But all our, that's the only thing we owed is the cars at the house. So we got rid of that in the last two years. But uh, we're talking to a financial advisor right now to see what's best. We want to, we have most of it in, in a 401k and some of it in, in annuities and some of it in stock. But he's, he's thinking about just taking all of it and just put it in a Roth IRAs and just giving him the full amount. I was wondering if that's like a safe idea or is that a good idea or should I uh, be more diversified? Do you guys do you guys have a Roth already or just the 401k? Just for uh, mostly 401k. We're thinking about putting it all to a Roth. Switching it all to the Roth. Yeah. Um, what would the tax implications be? Did they tell you? Well, because no, of it, they didn't tell us. We're, we're going to put it all. We don't have to pay any taxes on it because we're going to pull it out of the 401k and just put it all back into a Roth. And roll it to the Roth, right? But when you withdraw, though, and you move it to the Roth, usually if it's not a traditional IRA, there's going to be taxes that's paid. Well, they usually charge a fee. Uh, I know they charge a fee, for, but since we're here to move our million, they're waiving the fee. They didn't say that we have to pay any taxes. Okay. Uh, this is a lot of money, Albert, and so this is why I'm just cautious of just giving you a two-minute radio answer because this is your this is y'all's retirement that you're that you're talking about here. Uh, how did you find your financial advisor? I'm just curious. Uh, just uh, it's the same person that a uh, few other people at work use. They, they, they've been as they charge, they've been using this one person. It's, it's a bank. It's a large bank. Here's what I don't like about it. Um, and I'll tell you when, you when you're talking about diversification, I can't tell if there, there's one question that is: Should I move all of this and begin to do it back to a Roth and roll it that way? That's one question. The other question was, you've got an annuity over here and some stocks over here. I would do my best to get out of those. So that isn't the diversification I'm looking for. The diversification would come inside of your retirement funds, right? 
So here, mm-hmm. here that, that, those are two different questions. Here's my underlying problem with the person you've picked. They're treating you like you're dumb. And they're saying, just give me all of your money. I'll take care of it. And the reason I don't like that is, A, I'm not dumb. I just don't know about this particular thing. And B, I want someone with the heart of a teacher who, if they're going to move something or do something, they're going to explain why. So my financial advisor will call me and say, hey, I want to recommend that we move this particular fund over to this fund and here's why and here's the impact on you. It's your money. It's your call. I'll support whatever you want to do. That's different than, ah, just give it to me. I'll handle it. Yeah, did they, know, they, kind of, did, they kind of explained it to me that they're going to invest and it's going to be in so many, you know, the, whatever they listed, they show me, this is where we're going to put your money at. We're going to put it in. 50% here, 50% here, you know. Yeah, but did they tell different you Different mutual why? funds? Was it yeah, mutual funds? Yeah. I don't think mutual funds was one of them. Okay. So what we recommend when it comes to retirement specifically are four types of mutual funds. So there's interna- an, mm-hmm. a growth, aggressive growth, growth and in income, and international. So what John's saying is right, that with inside of that Roth, inside the 401k that you have, the way that your money's divided up, is diversifying within different types of mutual funds. And so that's what we teach at Ramsey. So that's why I almost would just recommend, Albert, that you, if you hang on the line, Austin will pick up and help get you in contact with one of our Smart Investor pros because I would just want a second opinion on all of this because I... Something doesn't smell right. Well, and yeah, and you guys then at that point would have to do, a, yeah, it would have to be a backdoor Roth because of the amount because you guys don't qualify for a traditional Roth IRA. I don't know if they want to do traditional and then, I mean, like I, yeah. I, I honestly, Albert, I just feel comfortable you sitting down with somebody getting a second opinion because if they're asking for all of this money, I just want to make sure that I have two to three to four options that then you and your wife can sit down and look versus just going to this one guy because two other friends you know went to him. So and, and, these and, are big decisions. And again, the tax implications and all of this is really big too. What you pull out, what you roll things over to. Now, if you roll it over to a traditional IRA, at that point, we do tell people to do that when they leave their jobs to move their 401k over. I mean, there's different things like that. The tax, yeah. But again, I would just double, double check on all of that because I don't want you hit with a huge tax bill and not expecting it. And by the way, just so people listening know, Rachel uses a Smart Vista Pro. I use Smart Vista Pro. Dave, like this is just what we do with our, our family's money. And so it's not like it's, uh, we all drive Hondas and we're telling you to drive a Toyota. Right. This is what yeah. we do with yeah. our, our money too. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Albert. Up next, we have Antoinette in Sacramento, California. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for calling. How can we help? Um, I, me and my husband are at the end of paying off the remaining of our debt. And I just kind of want awesome. some advice on how to move forward because we have four homes and we're kind of, uh, we eat, eat friendly banter about which home should we pay off first, which way should we move. And so I just kind of wanted some advice on what, what you guys think. Are these like homes that you guys just live in? Are they rentals? What, what are they? So I, we have one primary home and three rentals. And three rentals. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. How much is owed on the three rentals? Okay. So on on the first rental, well, I mean, get to the So on, my husband came to the marriage. We got married uh, three, two years ago. So uh, we just combined it. We just got together a year ago and we combined it, all of our stuff. This is why we're going back and forth about the home. Awesome. Um, yeah. So on my home, <laughs> on my home that I came into the marriage with, um, I have two hundred and ninety six thousand left on it, and that's here in California. Okay. How much um, would that be worth his, now? 
Yes. Uh, so my home currently is worth 631000 Whoa, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, on his home in North Carolina, he has one that's worth a hundred or sorry, that he owes a hundred and or we owe a hundred and ninety-eight thousand on. Okay. And um that home currently is worth uh two hundred and ninety-eight thousand. Okay. And then on the second on the third home in North Carolina also we owe a hundred and thirty five thousand on that one. And that home is currently worth two hundred and eighty two thousand. Two eighty two. Okay. Where, um, where are y'all living? Are y'all in Sacramento? We're living in Cal. Yes, yes. And is that where your house is? The first one that That, you're talking about? That is where, yes. And then the home that we bought last year that we're living in right now is also here. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, I could probably tell you what I would do. Mm -hmm. I would sell both in North Carolina. Uh, I don't want to be along. Can I tell you the ties first? Do uh, I? We have three children. I have one child. He has two children. And both of us, like I bought my home to for my son for, for him later. And he bought his two homes, one for each of his daughters. So that's kind of where our emotional ties are. Like we really don't want to sell our home. I know, but you can't afford them. Kids. We can't afford them? No. You took. You didn't buy them. You took out mortgages on them. You wrote a so note so the bank would give them, them. Do what? <laughs> the renters are paying for it in its entirety. I, here's uh, none you, of our money goes into the home. I'm sorry, go ahead. You have a chance to be compl- start this new marriage completely free. Mm-hmm. No house payment. No payments to anybody in the world. No stress. Let me ask you this. Would y'all just decide to buy a rental property in Maryland and, and manage it that way? No. And no. are your kids going to be moving to North Carolina? His two daughters are in North Carolina. They do live in North Carolina. And my son lives in California with us. Are they staying in those homes? That when they get older, probably. That's what we're thinking. <laughs> okay. See, Antoinette, here's what here, can I tell answer? you? Hey, okay, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yes. I, we're out of time. Okay, here's here's the thing. Your heart in it is so good, Antoinette. So good. But the way that it's being progressed, you're putting these expectations on your kids that they're going to want this home versus saying, hey, we're, we have $200,000 to help you with your down payment or whatever, whatever. Instead of a house, we actually have cash to help you. Maybe you look into something like that versus forcing these homes on them that you guys, to John's point, are continuing to be long-distance landlords in, and it's not, I, I don't like it. So I would sell the two in North Carolina. I'd pay off the one in California. You guys ride off, ride off into the sunset with some great money and houses and figure out how to help your kids after that. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am best-selling author and Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author, Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney. That's actually how you introduce feel, yourself to people in restaurants. You're I like, do feel weird that I said best-selling. I introduced myself that way. Sorry, like, America. Hi, Sorry, I'm, America. Uh, I could have just said Ram's personality, Rachel Cruz. I'm best-selling author, Rachel. Can I see your uh, drink menu, we'll please? We'll nix that <laughs> from the next <laughs> intro. But we're glad that you are here. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Howard in Indianapolis. Hey, Howard. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. Hey, John. Happy early Thanksgiving there. Absolutely. Uh, Rachel doesn't celebrate it. She goes straight to Christmas, but I accept it because... (laughs) Howard, do you have Christmas decorations up? No, but my wife is kind of wanting us to do that soon. Pushing the way. I feel you. I feel her. Double down on gratitude, man. So great. How can we help? Yeah, I won't hold you long. Um, So I did the crazy thing. I did Bethel Tech uh, last year. 
graduated in May of this year. Um, I will be starting at Salesforce next week. Good for you. Um, so I doubled my income and I will be replacing some of my wife's income. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm happy. I will have a 100K household income. But uh, the caveat, um, we are expecting um, January Yay. due date. Oh, congratulations. You got a lot of change coming in that house. I yeah, know. A lot of change, yes. That's a lot. <laughs> so um, the question is, uh, I'm familiar with the baby steps, but do we pause that on stack cash for um, the baby? Because one paycheck realistically could take care of all our expenses. Um, that you know of. Yeah. Th- yes. Yeah. Sure, uh, do you guys yeah. Do you guys have any money saved? Uh, just a $1,000 uh, baby step. Okay. And how much, how much debt do you guys have? Uh, we have right under 65K. Okay. Yeah. So you would be on baby step two. And we do say to pause that specific baby step. If you are in baby steps four, five, and six, you could kind of keep going and, you know, keep some money on the side. But as you're paying off debt, uh, that is a place that we would say to pause while you're expecting, which is just another three months. I mean, you guys will be having the baby soon, but I would, yes, save um, some money aside till baby comes and mom's home and baby's home and all is good. And then from there, then you can throw the rest of that money that you guys have saved in these three months at the debt uh, and continue on. So pay minimums. Pay minimums yes, that's on right. Debt, stay. Stack cash, all the extra money. Exactly. The, yes. Uh, stay time. current on everything. Don't get behind. Uh, so pay those minimum payments. And then, uh, yeah, save up that cash. And hopefully you're able to throw some great cash at the 65 and continue down. Um Absolutely. And paying off debt. I think so. we should be able to pay it off within a, a year and a half. Um, Good for uh, you. Right Howard, I'm so, so proud happy. of you of, of, do, of, of making a change. I feel like even as an adult, it's hard for people to think through, oh my gosh, how can I do something to up my income, even change careers, doing something completely new. And I mean, it's a it's a real success story of, of how you did it with Bethel Tech, which is awesome. Uh, and having a degree and going to Salesforce and doubling your income. And I mean, all of it, it's just incredible. And whatever spreadsheet you've cranked out for how much your life is going to change financially now that you have a kid, I can just tell you, you're off probably by a factor of a hundred. <laughs> I thought okay. a kid would, like a baby, a newborn, would just go to the bathroom once or twice or three times a day, oh like gosh. a normal person. And they don't. Yeah. They go a thousand times a day. One thousand times. So you probably have like, oh, I got 60 bucks a month for diapers. That's half, That's that'll get you from 8 a.m. to noon on day one, right? So yeah. there's going to be expenses like that, that man, and heaven forbid anything happens during the delivery that they got to, you know, do an extra this or doing another that or something. So yeah, just having cash is good, man. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations, Howard. Awesome. So proud Stack of you, man. Stack that cash away and then, yep, press play on the debt snowball once baby and mom are home. All right, up next we have Catherine in St. Paul. Hey, Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so my husband and I recently became debt-free. And nice. we, thank you. Congratulations. And we have a fully funded emergency fund and we're saving it for a house. Um, my question is, we're planning a two-week vacation to Italy, hopefully this summer. And... My husband just wants to kind of let go of the financial thought for a little bit of it and just let's spend what we spend and have fun. And I'm wondering what is too much to spend. 
Oh, you called the two right people because <laughs> I'm kind of a KOA guy. I love the KOA. And Rachel vacations differently than me. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay, Catherine, how much do you guys make a year? We make just a little over 80 take Okay. Home. Okay. And after expenses and stuff, I mean, how much have you guys saved for it so far? Well, or you're starting that process now. Idea, okay, so we just started that process now. We have about 30, um, 38 set aside because we're trying to save up for a house within the next two years. And and then a fully funded emergency fund and 15% to retirement. And all of that, yeah. Um, do you guys have a house right now? Or are you looking to upgrade or buy, no. buy your first home? Buy first home. Okay. So yeah, so saving up that down payment, how much are you guys wanting for the down payment? Oh, 20% minimum. It's okay. Not more. Which would be what for you guys as you're looking at different houses and stuff? Um, I imagine about 50 to 60. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so you guys probably won't have that for another few years. Is that right? Um, I would, since we're at about 30, uh, my husband's income should shoot up. He's graduating school soon. And oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I imagine hopefully, hopefully sooner than that. <laughs> okay. Because the 38, is that just for your emergency fund or you, is that some of that for the down payment? No, that's house. That's, that's house. Oh, that's oh, I'm sorry. That's just house. So you guys have a separate emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always hesitate to give specific like dollar amounts or percentages when it comes to something like vacation or a car, because it really is, you don't want to go extreme either way right because you guys have done the hard work you've yeah. paid off you, you're saving up a great down payment um so yeah i mean i gosh i mean two I, weeks in italy can it's exp i mean that's a long time the yeah. length of time is long you guys picked a pretty you know just an expensive yeah. destination how much do you place. think that's going to cost um i my husband was like oh let's just cap it make sure we don't spend more than 10k and no I, chance i was about to say 10k in my head i was like it's probably gonna cost that i think it'll cost you oh, that okay. to get over there for two weeks in italy oh and i should say um my husband's uh military so housing is like or sorry hotels are going to be like next to nothing okay, okay. um so that makes a big dent <laughs> yeah i mean I don't lose sleep over 10,000 bucks if you have that in cash. I don't see how any way you could get that done in Italy for two weeks with 10,000, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I think that that cap sounds right to me with what you guys have, what you're making, what you have saved and all of that. That feels good. But I hope you can do it. I think you can. You think so? Yeah, I think you can do that. I just don't want to go to Italy and eat Arby's. Like, I want to go to Italy and like, <laughs> like do it right. Eat a lot of gelato. I'd have a cap though, Catherine. I think it's smart of what he said. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. And if you enjoy The Ramsey Show, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, leaving a review, sharing it with your friends, getting the word out to anyone and everyone is always helpful uh, when it comes to spreading this message. And you guys do that a lot for us. So we very much are grateful and appreciate that. But we love your feedback with the reviews. Again, we love you. Uh, spreading the love and sharing some of these episodes with your friends and your family. All right, up next, we have Donald in New York City. Hey, Donald, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. My first time in a long time. Oh, I'm so glad you called in. How can we help? All right, so I'm going to give you my sort of, well, I'll give you my financial situation, but uh, I recently had something coming about to with our work today. So I got one of those great emails inviting me to, you know, Come on call and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm assuming it's the worst going for, for the uh, tea leaves in my company that they are doing layoffs right now. So nothing set in stone right now, but I am preparing for the worst on my end. Okay. So you got an email. Let me make sure I understood you right. You got an email from your company that you have to come in for a meeting. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, pretty much that. There was, it was with... Uh, Two people that I technically work above. Okay. Kind of company structures work really that, but that way where I have multiple different managers and stuff like that. Okay. So you're thinking that you're thinking the worst. Yeah, I know you're good. You're thinking the worst that you're probably going to be laid off. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, You don't know, but. Sure, sure. It may not be, but that's what you're thinking. My mind goes there. If Dave, if Dave. Give me your promotion, I might make a new. I'm not making a new partner at 23 years old. <laughs> hey, if, if Dave texts me at 4 o'clock and he's like, hey, run by my office, I'm always like, oh, great. This is it. All right? So I'm with you. That happens to me, too. All right. So um, how can we help? What's your question? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. In, ter- in terms of my financial pre- preparations, assuming worst case scenario, I mean, in terms of my performance at this job right now, I'm not sure if I if I necessarily like it that much. I work at a public accounting company, so so that side of things is dreadful in terms of workload and stuff like that. So okay. there could be a potential shift within like the next one or two years. But but in terms of like, but that process could be accelerated as soon as tomorrow. So I was wondering in terms of my financials right now. I'm currently on baby step three and four. Okay. In terms of my sa- savings, I was wondering uh, okay, how should I go about this process because I do want to move because I am open to relocating. Of course, you know New York is a very high cost of. The- yeah. Living area. You're getting, yeah. You get taxed to death. For sure. Yep. Um, okay. So, you, how much money do you have saved? Uh, right now, in non retirement accounts, I got $40,000 saved. Good for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. When, and, you don't, and you don't have a big when, runway, dude. They're going to like, they're going to tell you tomorrow, right? Yeah. When's the meeting? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, sorry. You tomorrow. have no runway. It's not like in three months I've got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think right now you just wait, wait for the meeting, Donald. And if they lay you off, which like you said, you don't even know. So let's say they do let you off. I don't know if it's immediate termination or, or they, severance yeah, or wh- whatever what you get. You and, so yeah. then I would just have to, you. I would use my emergency fund to float through my expenses while I look for a new job. That's why it's there, which is perfect. We use job loss all the time as an example, sadly. For that's why you have an emergency fund. So you have 40 grand saved, which is amazing. And then you may look, yeah, for another job, um, hopefully get one in the next 30, 60 days, 90 days, and then start back and replenish the emergency fund and then start retirement investing from there. 
But if they don't lay you off, you're saying that you may not even enjoy the job completely. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So, yeah. So if that's the case, then maybe you're looking for a career shift in a little bit. But you are, you're 23. Is this, is this your first full-time job? This is my or? first job yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's maybe a level two with accounting that you pay your dues and you got to do the grunt work first, right? Before you're going to be promoted and do the thing you really want to do. I mean, there's a reality to that Absolutely. to work. Yes. Um, but also you don't want to hate your job and all of that either. So I think that there's a balance there and understanding you're going to have to do things in your job that you don't enjoy. But also you want to make sure you're in an industry and around people that you, you know, you enjoy the company and you enjoy what you do. because You work a lot of hours of your life there. And so um, Ken Coleman, one of our Rams personalized um he does a great job when it comes to talking about your purpose and he has an assessment. Why am I blinking on the name of the assessment? It's just his career assessment. The career assessment. Is that what yeah. it's called? The yeah. career assessment? Okay. I was gonna say it's about your career. Um, so if you hold on the line, uh, Donald Austin's, oh yeah, the get clear assessment. That's what it is. Um, Austin's going to pick up and I want to give you um, an access code to that to take for free because I think that could give you maybe even some other direction and to kind of see what your skills are, what you enjoy, your passions. Because I think the earlier you find that and things will shift in your life, but the earlier you can find some direction uh, and encouragement and maybe it's just confirmation that it is accounting and that you're in the right spot and you may just be looking for a different firm to work for or whatnot. But as far as the job loss goes, I wouldn't panic because it hasn't happened. But if it happens, it's going to happen. Hopefully you'll get some severance and you look for a new job and that that's how the world yeah. goes around. That's what happens. Let's let's think through this, though, practically for people listening who, who are going to find themselves in the situation. And unfortunately, we're in Q4 and companies want to make their end yeah. of year numbers. So they just lay off a bunch of people so they can wave their magic papers in front of Wall Street and say, look how great we're doing. So you have get an email and or a text message or something or, hey, we need to meet with you tomorrow. And you know the company's doing layoffs. Immediately, your body goes to fight or flight as it should. If it doesn't, you probably need to go see somebody ASAP. So feel it. Put your hand in your chest and feel your body trying to take care of you. And then the next thing, get a yellow pad, a, 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 a Word document, a spreadsheet, whatever you want to do, and literally type up, a col- make a column. What can I control right now and what can I not control? You're going to find real quick that you can control what you have for dinner. You can control if you go on a drinking binge or not. You can control if, hey, I'm gonna, I know this is coming. I'm going to go ahead and send out three. I'm just going to send out three applications right now just to get them out. I can control that. I can go hang out with my friends. What you can't control is whether they fire you tomorrow. You can't control... You can control the time you go to bed, even if you lay there all night and toss and turn. And so there's something powerful about, all right, this is what I can do. That's it. And I'm not going to spiral and spiral and spiral. And by the way, if you don't have $40,000, it's going to be a long, long, long night. It just is because your body's going to know that its fate is decided tomorrow. And what you'll find tomorrow is the sun will come up and you'll get some difficult, challenging news if they let you off. And you're going to be heartbroken and devastated and all that. Then the sun's going to come up the next day and you'll have a choice to make. Am I going to make a, my full-time job getting a new job? Or am I going to just sit here and be upset? and be upset? So what can I control? What can I not? Let's call some friends and let's see what happens tomorrow. Hey, I do. I am interested about this. Um, so Donald, do send us a note and let us know um, if you made the cut or if you're going to be looking for a new job. Yeah, for sure. Because there is a reality to that, right? I don't want to downplay what happened. But also, 
there, you know, I've learned, because this can be me, I can take a scenario and I go to the nth degree and I play the story in my head. I get anxious. I do all the things. And it wasn't even a reality. Like, oh, it wasn't it, even what I, mean, I thought. That, that literally happened a few weeks ago. Dave was like, hey, I need to talk to you at. You didn't four- think you were getting fired, though, John. But, but <laughs> I know you worry about that a lot. But here's We my, worry about John sometimes. My but. body went to, this has to be bad. Right, right. And my default is I start cranking up imaginary stories. Yes, yes. If he says this, I'm going to, and I just start going down a road. And it was literally, I was driving and I started laughing out loud. Yeah. And by the way, this is 10 years of me working on this. So it's not just an overnight fix. But I started laughing and I said out loud, nothing you're doing is going to help that meeting. Right? Yeah. And then I texted three people, two of which responded, oh, this has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with something else. And it was, ah, what can I control? I could ask. Hey, does anybody know what this meeting's about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not you. Help me out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was all good. Totally. Right? Yes. Yes. And then yes. I went about on about my day. I know. So, yes. So, sometimes hard things do happen in these meetings, and you got to face the reality, just like what John was explaining earlier, which I think is great. And then sometimes, you guys, we're all crazy people in our heads, and you create stories of reality that is not even reality, and we sit there and twist and turn. We ruin our nights. And freak and, out, yeah. and it's not even a thing. So, also have that dose in the back of your head. It's that balancing act. But thank you, Donald, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. So one part about winning with money that is super crucial to having a plan and having some tactical things in place is a budget. And our Every Dollar app is the best on the planet when it comes to budgeting. It's the one I use and my husband, Winston, we share uh, an account there and we track, I track transactions this afternoon before the show. And we keep up really with every single thing. We just were on a trip in New York and we were getting our transactions for New York and I have a New York line item in our budget this month and we just drop it into that category and it's just helpful to know what is going on so if you've not checked out every dollar make sure to go to everydollar.com check out that app too there's a free version you can download in the app store but also we have an every dollar webinar and if you go to everydollar.com budgeting jade warshaw myself and george camel have been doing separate webinars walking you guys through how to budget the importance of it this topic in general and then walking you through some of the every dollar features every dollar premium because it has paycheck planning bank connectivity, a bunch of different stuff to really help you get this in a process and in a habit in your life uh, when it comes to budgeting. So again, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting to check that out. I think I have a webinar coming up. I think on the 20th, I think next week I'll be doing one. Um, So make sure to sign up and join us there. All right, up next we have Faith in Louisville, 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 Louisville. Because you got to have faith, the faith, We're going to say Louisville. Faith, welcome to the show. Louisville. Louisville. We got it. We got it. Love it. So my husband and I just started the debt snowball, and I'm a teacher, and he works for Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. And um, in the debt snowball, you know, student loans are supposed to be included, but ours will be forgiven in seven years through public service loan forgiveness. So I was curious if we if we use that as part of the debt snowball or if we just continued paying the minimum payments 
until we reach seven years. Who's going to be the president in seven years? <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't trust the government on anything when it comes to the subject faith. I think it's you guys that will be okay. paying your student loans off. I, had, yep. I, 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 was, I was a dean of students at a law school and I had some of the most brilliant young minds who for did not go into um, private law practice to where they can make a jillion dollars because they wanted to serve their communities and because the government said they would pay their loans off after 10 years of public service. Mm-hmm. And for many, okay. many, many of them, that did not happen. So I have a follow-up question then. Okay. So we have a, pr- we have a pretty good savings right now, and we have about 5000 in savings. And that could pay a lot of one of our credit cards off. And um, so me and my husband are just so scared to let go of that 4000 as part of the debt snowball. Um, but I think I know the answer to your question is, I think I know what you all are going to say, is put 4000 towards debt, keep 1000 You got to have faith of faith of faith, Faith. Oh my gosh. <laughs> faith, what, what all are your, what, what's all your debt? You have how much in credit card debt? So we have um, 92000 total in debt. Okay. 68 of that is student loans oh, between geez. me and my husband. That's okay. ours. Okay. And then um, 18 of that is our vehicle payment. We only have one vehicle payment. And then um, 1400 is medical debt. Okay. And then 5000 is credit card debt. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what caused the credit card debt? Just lifestyle? Uh, college. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah college. Yeah. How much you guys and make a year? I worked at, uh, we make about 6200 a month after okay. taxes. Okay. Um, okay. So, you guys have kids? Yes, we have a three-year-old. Three-year-old girl. Okay. okay. Sweet. Um, yeah. Faith, you got a lot, you got a lot to tackle here. And I know you know mm-hmm. that because you're, you're aware um, and it will mm-hmm. scare you, yes, of going down. But I would I would pay that medical debt off today. Go ahead and knock that out. I mean, it's it was okay. fourteen hundred dollars, right? Is what you said? Correct. Yep. Correct. I would I would just get that out of the way. Cause what that's gonna do is it's gonna be like, oh, okay, we got there's one there's one gone. There's <laughs> one gone. It's it's this kind of mind game that you're gonna play with yourself with this that snowball that actually works. This is what creates the behavior change because I need you guys to have some quick wins. You guys are kind of new to this process. I'm so thankful that you're actually facing this head on and tackling this stuff. Um, but I want you to feel that quick win. So I do, I want you to pay that off. Yeah, and then Faith, you're exactly right. I am going to tell you to put the rest to start knocking out this credit card debt. This $5,000 will be the next one that you're tackling. Um, And that sense of urgency, because the $1,000, it's really not meant to be there to be enough for everything, okay? And we have this safety net Mm -hmm. that we want to feel, which we understand. That's why we put a large emergency fund after paying off debt. So it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're not supposed to say, oh my gosh, $1,000 is fine. Now, some people, they don't have even that and they're having to save that for their first steps. You guys at least have that. And that's Mm -hmm. for all the ankle biter stuff. But then if something big happens, then you're going to pause it at Snowball, save up money for if the heating and air goes out. I mean, something insane, but usually stuff is not due right away if it's a big emergency. So you're going to pause it at Snowball if something comes up that you need more cash for. You're going to save for that. And then you're going to press play back on the debt snowball and continue this process. But yes, I would recommend going down to $1,000 and then faith for a season because of what you guys make. 
considering your debt, it's going to be hard to make a dent in this 92000 Again, considering you guys probably bring, you know, it's probably a $70,000, $72,000 combined income. So you guys need to get your incomes mm-hmm. up. You really need to. So I don't know if that's through side hustles. I don't know if that's looking at a job change, but um, I know that's a big ask in your season with a three-year-old, but you guys got to figure out something for a season to get that income up because it's it's going to it's going to be a longer process if you don't just because of your numbers. So um, yeah, I hope that helps. I know it's, it can feel deflating sometimes when you're looking at numbers like that, but you guys, you got to, and you're a teacher, which I thank you so much. I mean, so, so thankful for, for you and your work. Um, But I don't know if there's tutoring on the side you can do. I don't know if your husband looks at a, at a job change for a season a period of time or just bringing on that extra income, but something something needs to be upped there because even your expenses, I don't think there's probably a ton of expenses to cut. Um, I mean, Louisville, thankfully, is not New York City or Miami or something like that where the standard of living is that much higher. Um, but still, it's expensive. Life is, you know, life is expensive. I get that. So where you can cut expenses, I would do that. But if you hold on the line, Austin's going to pick up and I want to give you guys Financial Peace University. This is our nine lesson course and I would love for you and your husband to sit down and, and watch these lessons and really buckle down. Because I think what it'll do, it'll affirm what you're already feeling about this change and what you want to do. Maybe you'll learn some new stuff. That's also a hope um, that's in there. But that, again, to solidify you guys in this process, because it's not going to be easy. It's, it's going to be a marathon. And if he's allowed to um, give your husband's info to Austin on the line, and if he can do a guided hunt and fishing for me and my son. I'll, I'd love to hire him because I'll just drive up to Kentucky. That would be a blast. So I'll hook him up. That'll be a side hustle. I don't know if he's allowed to, if, if Game Wards <laughs> allowed it. to do that, but that'd be fantastic. Be so perfect. So Peace perfect. Out. Oh, well, thanks, Faith. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I think that this is, this is where the tough reality meets the road when it comes to your money, you guys, is that when you, you know, especially when you look at numbers like theirs, like they're a great example. This is, this is what a lot of people are facing where you basically have more debt than you have income. Um, and it can feel very overwhelming. And that's where a plan and a, and, and a timeline for me, John always says it, but it's true. Facts are your friends. And so as much facts as you can get around this, because your emotions possibly may be all over the map. But if you can do a timeline and say, okay, we got to back out. What do we have to do to be out of debt in four years? What are the things we have to do? How many hours extra do we have to work a week? Like you start putting actual an actual plan around this. So it's not this idea floating around in your head because sometimes for me that's where the fear can start to magnify if it's just this idea and it sounds so scary and I'm looking at numbers I'm like oh my gosh how's this going to happen but as detailed as a plan faith that you can do I think I think is key and it's also important that we we kind of blow over this sometimes you and your husband I want y'all to spend a weekend like just being sad because y'all have a three-year-old and he's doing public service you're doing public service the idea is y'all went to college, you do what you were told. You're public servants, y'all are helping out your community. You should be able to have a house mm-hmm. and a car, two cars. And you found yourself in a hole. And so be sad for a weekend. We wanted this to look like this and it's not going to right now. We're gonna have to do a ton of hard, hard work. But those days will come if you put your foot on the gas. You got this. Our scripture of the day comes from James 1, 4. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And Maya Angelou says, nothing will work unless you do. That was a great quote. 
nothing will work unless you do. You got to do it, which is amazing. I feel like sometimes we want like a magic fairy to come in and just fix it all, be healthy emotionally, get a raise at work, do all the things for us. Doesn't always happen. We sometimes have to put in that work. Yeah, I, I was at um, Hormozy the other day. Said Alex said, uh, "Your success is found in the work you are avoiding. Like, uh, just start doing it. Yep, just start. Yep, doing it. that's right. That's right. So so good. All right. Up next, we have Kylie in Minneapolis. Hey, Kylie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. How can we help? Um. So I recently just started a new job. Um, I'm not making too much money, just about, thir- I think I'm making 1350 Okay. Um, I started two weeks ago and I was, you know, kind of searching for other jobs too. And I got another job offer that offered me $18. Okay. Um, the thing is, is that my boyfriend is completely unsupportive about me moving to this other job. Um, so I'm kind of torn between staying at this job, um, making him happy versus going to this other job and causing some conflict in our relationship. Um, okay. How, know, he's pretty, what are you doing now for a job? Um, I'm currently at Fleet Farm. I just do stocking. Okay. And what's the new job? It would be in a factory um, doing paint prep. Okay. And why is he unsupportive of that? Um, he is, I think he has a lot of history of other people cheating on him. This new job would be working mainly with not men. Um, so I think he's kind of an insecurity thing. Okay. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 20. He's 19. Okay. How long have you guys been dating? About eight months. Okay. Do you think um, anything heading to the official conversation? Like, do you think that, is he it? Or are you guys just dating? Absolutely. What was that? Do you think that he's, is he your husband? Do you think like, okay, yeah, he's probably who I'm going to end up with? Or do you think, no, we're just dating and we're going to see what happens? Um, No, we've done a lot of talking. That's the end goal is to obviously get married, you know, once we're in a good place. Okay. Okay. So the fact that it's that serious in a relationship, Kylie, does raise a lot of red flags for me in his insecurity. I mean, if he's been cheated, John's that relationship expert. I'm going to let him jump in on most of this, but... If I'm like dying, man. This if he's, if he, if he's, you go, you go. Why am I tr- go, John? No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say is, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I understand that he's like, oh man, I don't want this to happen again because what I went through sucks and it hurts. But all that fact that he's putting all of that on you and it's completely out of jealousy and insecurity, Kylie. That's a red. That's that's a problem. There that, are more red flags here than at the red flag factory. Like where they make red flags. <laughs> yeah, okay. dude. I, I I, mean, think about what he's telling you. Hey, I don't want you to improve your life financially because I um, will be uncomfortable. Hmm. Right. So I'm going to attach my lack of trust and my lack of belief in myself and my la- lack of own personal security I'm going to make you carry that around to the tune of $5 an hour. That's how little I think of you and your trustworthiness. Okay. If you were my sister, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would um, 
tell you to listen to what the great Jay-Z says, and that is to brush your shoulders off and roll and here, out. And here's the problem, Be Kylie. Gone. So sweeping it under the rug isn't going to fix it. So nope. what does that mean? When you actually present him that, no, this is a better job for me, and I, I'm, I'm going to move forward. How he responds to that, Kylie, says a lot about who he is. Okay. Okay. And as yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be your big siblings. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be your big sister. John will be your big brother in this. <laughs> I think that that's and, and and why I asked how serious the relationship is because I'm like I just want you to be very aware and go in to I don't want you to make a decision a lifelong decision of something like marriage when there's conversations like this happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And by the way, he's 18. How many people have cheated on him between 14 and 18? Good um, grief. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess he's had two girlfriends um, before me, and they both cheated on him with the same guy. So, um, Dude. Yeah. Now, you could true. make this super interesting if that guy works at the factory. Please oh, tell me that's he? true. Does please. he? Right. Does he? No, no, oh, okay. not at all. We live about an hour and a half away from each other. I was going to start chanting, so, Jerry, uh, Jerry. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. But listen, uh, if he had the courage, let me let me try to see both sides of this. If he had the courage to tell you, hey, I've been cheated on twice. And the fact that you're going to be working, you're going to be the only woman on the floor at this factory. And guys are going to be like treating you like crap. They're going to be catcalling. They're going to be, they're, they're just going to be all like, I know how those dudes are. Makes me super uncomfortable. Great. I want to say good for him for speaking that out loud. That needs to be followed with, but I trust you. And okay. if you tell me you can't do this $18 an hour job, even though it's, it would be amazing for you. And eventually when we get married, me too. Um, and you say, I can't be around these people. I'll, I'll, I'll be right there to help you get your stuff out of there. And if you tell me, no, this is, this is incredible. I'm learning some great stuff. I've got a, I've got a leadership track here. I'm going to start $18 an hour. I'm going to stay on. I'll be at $25 an hour in a year and a half. Awesome. But you see, like vulnerability is part of it. And so is trust. And you got to have both of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, he did express those basically how you did. And it's just really the trust part. So. But, but listen, Rachel and I, we just talked to a lot of couples and here's what happens. If you don't, if, if you don't attune to that red flag, this next is you have a, you get pregnant and he says, yeah, um, the mother of my kid doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And to make him happy, you I'll go, just listen and oh, do it, okay. which that gets so dangerous so fast for who saying? you are, Kylie, like on your end. So learning to work through this could be either an eye-opening moment for you, Kylie, to be like, oh, this doesn't feel great anymore. I don't know how I feel about this. Or you push in and it's a great moment of saying, okay, this is some conflict and he's telling me this stuff and I'm speaking up and we're actually going to work through this problem together and it actually strengthens you guys and you guys become healthier. Right. But don't, please, don't just sweep it under the rug and do it because it's it's good for him and this is what he wants. It's not, it's not going to be healthy. It doesn't turn into anything healthy, healthy for you or healthy for your relationship or possible future marriage. Like nothing good comes out of that, Kylie, okay? Okay. So how would I, I mean... He knows that I kind of looked at the place. Um, I really haven't mentioned that I I wanted to wait because we live so far away to, from each other to talk to him in person rather than over text or over the phone. Oh, y'all um, even y'all even in the same community? No, he lives about an hour and a half away. Oh, so we oh. Each other you know, pro- playing boyfriend and girlfriend on the internet. <laughs> 
We see each other every weekend for about four days. So. Oh. Well, don't I wouldn't yeah. change my career around him. Let me just say that. Not yet. You no. go, Kylie. You go. Do what you need to do. And how he responds is going to say a lot about who he is and who you're going to decide to be in a relationship And look with. him in the eye and say, I won't cheat on you. And just know you guys are 19 and 20, and I never want to like belittle people because of their age, but also know like you guys are figuring out life. And this is a really good moment for you, Kylie, to start practicing what it looks like for what Kylie needs. And what does Kylie need? Kylie needs a freaking $5 hour raise. It's huge. It's huge. It's great. <laughs> it's humongous. And so, Kylie needs to learn that it's not your job to make sure everybody yes. else in the world, that their needs get taken care of before yours. Okay. You have to be able to say, here's what I need. And right now you're looking at like, I need groceries. And so I'm going to meet that need and look them in the eye and say, I want you. And you're doing nothing wrong by taking this job either. Like if you were doing something immoral, sure. But there's nothing immoral about this. You're doing great. And God help you. Don't cheat on him with that other guy. Because that could just, (laughs) that's going to be a whole different phone call. (laughs) Yeah, for his sake and sanity, don't do that. All right. Well, thanks, John, uh, for another great hour. Thank you, America, for listening. Thanks to all the guys in the booth. This is The Ramsey Show. If you're a leader, your personal growth matters for your organization because whatever you lead can only grow as much as you do. I know from experience. I've been CEO of Ramsey Solutions for over 30 years, and now I'm sharing that leadership and business coaching experience with you on the Entree Leadership Podcast. I'm taking your calls and helping you figure out how to overcome challenges within your organization. One episode could change your business. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or on the Ramsey Network app.